0: Hey everyone, it is Rosalie and I am so happy to be back here again with another podcast episode for you all. Before I start, I just want to thank each and every one of you for the support, the love, for sharing, subscribing, and liking my podcast. I've gotten so much just love and support from everybody, just an outpouring and overflowing of just more positivity than I could have ever asked for so I thank you all and you know I won't forget about any one of you all once I reach my top tier celebrity level five star status you know you guys can still get my autograph still get my signature for free because you were here from the beginning you were with me when I was still shooting in the gym so I appreciate you all but back to the episode you already know what we're going to do before we get into the content we're going to say a prayer and then get started dear heavenly father thank you for another wonderful day god thank you for all your blessings god thank you for loving us regardless of what we've done regardless of who we are thank you for your mercy your forgiveness and your grace we love you and we will serve you forever amen all right so i don't want to get too political on my podcast Uh, One of the reasons for that is because I believe that like extreme politics, scandals of any nature can lead to heated debates and can separate people and I would never want anyone to feel like that they are incapable of being loved or accepted because of what they believe. However, I've seen and read about some very disturbing events recently and I believe it is the duty of those. Who know the gospel and the truth to shine light to the community and help guide others you know we cannot be silent in the face of adversary and then expect others to run for us run to us for help in their time of need or if they're confused or discouraged if i say that i know someone who is the way the truth and the life then i have to be able to speak when life is good and when life is bad by the way that's john 14 6 so i'm only going to speak on two topics today the first one is the kyle rittenhouse verdict god is a god of justice and when we his children are harmed abused or killed it does not sit right with him i think what adds more fire to the flame of the kyle rittenhouse verdict is that a lot of us feel that if the defendant was a different skin color the outcome would have been very different so personally, when thinking about this situation, the first thing that came to mind was the verse, Romans twelve nineteen, And I'm reading this verse from the New Living Translation. Romans twelve nineteen, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. As you all know, many things in life are out of our control. And no matter who you are, what age you are, how much experience that you have in life, you will experience a situation where you feel like the right decision has not been made. In those cases, it is so crucial to turn to God. God said vengeance is his. It belongs to him. And who better to make a wrong right than the creator of the universe the the one who created me and you the one who created the world who created everything we know and if god said it then it has to be true so expect justice to be served so if god in his own glory power mightiness is dealing with the justice part and not the human decided justice part but he's dealing with the justice part because he knows our hearts, our intentions, our thoughts. If God is dealing with all of that, what is our job? What is our job as people, as a human race, as Christians? I personally believe allowing the anger and pain to fester inside of you leads to bitterness and baggage. Bitterness and baggage is a very dangerous combination because bitterness combined with baggage is what causes you to look at other people And treat them as if they were Kyle Rittenhouse themselves. Bitterness and baggage is what causes you to lose hope. Bitterness and baggage is what causes you to become a person who is so full of hate. So our job is to forgive. Nobody wants to hear that. And trust me, nobody wants to do that. But at the end of the day, we have to remember we are all God's children. We all have sinned. And... It does nothing for us to carry around the pain and the anger. Now I want you to notice that I did not say forget and act like nothing happened. I said, forgive. We all know the ending part of the Lord's Prayer and forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us, Matthew 6:12. I ask all of you to figure out what forgiveness looks like for you and then do that. It might take a week, might take months, might take years, but it's imperative that you do that. It's imperative that you forgive. I want to end this topic, this first out of my two topics, I want to end this with a quote from Paul Boos. He says, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. All right. So the second topic that I want to talk about is the Seventh-day Adventist pastor who made the comment that the best person to rape is your wife. Many of you know who I'm talking about, and if you don't, I really advise you to look up the video and watch it so you can see what a wolf in sheep's clothing or a false teacher looks like. It really broke my heart to know that some would hear this and that would be their only exposure to the SDA community or even to a pastor in general. It's truly sad. And that's why we as Christians, we have to make sure that we interpret the Bible accurately. The basis for this pastor's argument was Ephesians 5.22. Once again, I am reading from the New Living Translation, Ephesians 5.22. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. I also want to read verses 25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. I want to read verse 28. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. And verse 33. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So my question is, why didn't the pastor speak on those other verses? It's because he twisted scripture to fit his interpretation of what it meant to be a husband. I want to explain these verses a little bit more. Yes, the Bible does say, for women as wives to submit themselves to their husbands. But notice it says, as you do to the Lord, meaning that your relationship with your husband should mirror your relationship with the Lord. It shouldn't trump your relationship with God, but it should reflect it. The ideal relationship that God wants us to have with him is one that's filled with trust, love, protection, and submission. So when we recognize God as one who only wants the best for us, we yield to his direction because we know he's a loving God. In the same way, God has placed husbands in women's lives to imitate his role. Husbands should be men that are trustworthy, loving, and seek to protect their wives. In this way, women should not only know that their husbands want the best for them, but their husbands should show that they want the best for them. Now, this verse is not telling women to forget who they are, always do what their husbands say, never say no, never question their authority, never disagree with their husbands. It's not saying that, but it is saying that if a man has earned the right to be your husband, and I have to say earn, ladies, because a man has to earn the right to be a husband to be your husband but if he has earned that right then naturally submission and acceptance of his ideas thoughts actions guidance that should all naturally proceed right what once they are aligned with what you know to be true and honorable also a husband and a wife are to be on one accord since the two have now become one right the problem is a lot of people marry wrong so they are not on one accord and accepting you know their husband's ideas and guidance is, is controversial but back to the other verses that i read which mentions that husbands are to treat their wives as christ treats the church remember christ gave himself up for us he came down here he suffered for us he was beaten for us humiliated mocked he died for us and husbands are to love their wives as they love themselves so as you as a man would you want yourself to experience pain loneliness calamity abuse no no in the same way they are not to treat their wives like that another verse that the pastor had mentioned was 1 corinthians 7 4 which says the wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife But the pastor did not read the other half of that verse. He only read the first half, which states that the wife gives authority over her body to her husband. So yet again, he twisted scripture to fit his own agenda. And I believe it is my job to spread the truth. And before I study the Bible, I I always ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom, understanding to accurately interpret what I am reading. You know, the Bible is not an easy book to read at all, but I would never personally want to ever twist God's words for my own selfish motives. So it's really sad to see it done, but I believe that the best defense system against false teaching is to know the Bible for yourself and have a personal relationship with God. So, you know, if you are listening to a pastor, please make sure that his references are found in the Bible. Make sure that the verse is read in its entirety and that it's accurately interpreted. There are so many resources out there, um, including biblical commentary, which is somebody else interpreting scripture to the best of their ability. But there's, there's different resources out there to compare and contrast what you're hearing with what's in the Bible, with what you believe, with what you've been told, with what you've read. There's so many things to compare scripture to. And it's good to hear other people's interpretations once they have proved themselves to be true. It's good to hear their interpretations to make sure that you yourself have the right understanding of what the Bible is saying, right? and the bible warns us against false teachings false teachers and people who are not filled with the holy spirit so please be on guard and don't accept everything you hear as the truth so that's pretty much what i want to say about these two situations um the first topic my main point was just to you know forgive forgiveness is imperative and my second topic The main thing was make sure that you yourself have a personal relationship with God so that you can spot false teachers and in turn spread truth. That's it, everyone. I hope you really got something out of this podcast episode. I felt it was important to speak on it. I felt like I could not be silent in the face of adversaries. So thank you all for tuning in, for listening. I really appreciate the love and support. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Let's end with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for a great episode. God, I pray that you really bless, protect, and keep all my listeners, all their family, all of my family, all their friends, all of my friends. God, and help us to just have a very productive, successful week. We love you. We will serve you forever. In your name I pray. Amen. That's it, my friends. See you all next Tuesday. Bye.